Welcome to the Breakfast Leadership Show, where we interview global thought leaders on business, leadership, and life. Here's your host, keynote speaker, best-selling author, and chief burnout officer of the Breakfast Leadership Network, Michael Levitt. Welcome back. I've got Jennifer Christer on the line. Jennifer, how are you? I'm doing great. Thanks. How about you? I am awesome. Really looking forward to this conversation as we kind of hinted in the show notes and all that stuff. This might be a bit of an improv type of uh, conversation um, in more ways than one. So there you go. Mm -hmm. why don't you share with the audience a little bit about you and then we'll dive into the conversation. Sure, sure. So um, I'm Jenny Christner. I'm actually a pediatrician, except I don't practice anymore. And I uh, basically got to a time in my life where I um, had achieved deep pretty decent success, um, but I wasn't totally happy. And um, I think people from the outside looking in probably wouldn't have thought that because everything kind of looked, you know, like a Facebook perfect life, right? And um, and I was reaching a milestone birthday. And at that milestone birthday, I decided, you know, I'm going to go take an acting class because I did that when I was much younger and I just wasn't really doing anything that was, like, brought me joy or, you know, that, you know, made me feel alive. And so I, I was terrified, like terrified beyond words to go. My husband had to like basically push me out the door. Even when I got there, I like remember sitting in my car. Like I I didn't even know if I was going to get out of my car. Um, And so I did, and it was just fantastic. And there was other people there who were just like me and, you know, my age and who were scared and, you know, all this stuff. And we had a great time together. Um, And from that acting class, then I decided to take a look at improv and I had never done improv before. And I just fell in love. It was awesome. So improv's blast because it's literally, uh, literally it's unscripted. You have no idea what someone's going to say, or or if you're bantering between two or three or 10 or however many people you say something and then they say something that it just throws everybody off. I, you know, I always love seeing that, especially those that, you know, have done it for, you know, for a long time. And it's like, how in the world are they able to do that with a straight face? Yeah. Uh, and, and because they are, they are professionals at it, but every once in a while, you know, one will get caught because they'll say something and it's like, why did that set them off? You know, right. that, does, that, that doesn't even seem funny, but it right. does. And then of course, everybody laughs and um, yeah. you, you knowing uh, medicine as well as you do, you know, laughter is definitely a really good medicine for us and it just, it makes us good. But improv can be utilized, you know, of course, what many of us are familiar with it and, you know, comedy and shows and things like that. But improv with organizations and teams is something that I think really uh, needs to be, you know, emphasized a bit. And that's the work that you do. So why don't you talk about how you, how you, I don't want to say fell into that type of situation, but how did you, you know, get involved with doing that and utilizing your improv training in, in a, in a team environment? Yeah, absolutely. So I think what you just said is so key. So it's, um, you know, somebody says something and then somebody says something back and they just make it look so natural. And I think I fell in love with improv for a couple of reasons. One, it's because, you know, I'm a nerd and there's actually like kind of a science to it. It's not just getting up there and talking. And and, and that's fascinating to, to learn kind of the rules of improv and 
how you mess it up when you're learning. And so when you see these people who do it so wonderful, you know, I'm just thinking like, oh, you just watch them to like see all the things you learned. And so one of the key principles that then just, it was like hit me like, hello, this is so important for teamwork is when your partner says something, you know, the classic is you say yes and, and so, and you add to the conversation, right? And I think so many times in business or in teams that aren't operating well, when somebody starts to talk, the very first thing you start thinking of is your mind shuts down. You're not even listening anymore. And you're just thinking about how you're going to rebut what they had to say, you know? Um, and so in, in the, the first, and the, even if this is the only rule of improv you ever learn, it's the yes and, and that automatically does not shut down conversation. And so that was something I immediately realized that you could apply to, to groups. Um, I'll say one other thing too. One of the things that you learn very early in improv is that a lot of people, when they're doing scenes and you're nervous up there on the stage, you don't know what to do. And you kind of get into an argument with your scene partner because, you know, it's, well, I think this and I think, and you, that, that tanks it, 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 it tanks it. If you, if you watch the, the, the greats, they never are arguing when they're doing an improv scene. Um, and so that also, you know, harkens back to relationships and teamwork. And when you're in a meeting together, that doesn't get you anywhere either. Right. And so there was just immediately, as I started to learn more about it, I was just thinking about how the communication skills and the listening you have to do in improv totally applied to the workplace, like a hundred percent. Yeah. I, I can think in the back of my head, countless examples of meetings or team meetings where the ones that were successful had an environment where it was supportive. Yes, there were some differences of opinion, but they were able to navigate and negotiate and come up with solutions that appeased everybody yeah. instead of the uh, coming up with excuses and rebuttals and this won't work because two right. people of the 200 people that we serve in this department right. um, won't be able to do that. So we can't do that. It's like you're making a policy for two instead of all of them it's like spock told us the needs yeah. of the many outweigh the needs of the right. few now the right. next movie you know yeah. who kirk, knows kirk screwed that up and and changed it back no the needs of the few outweigh the needs of the many I'm like wait a minute you're confusing people you know uh, it's a, yeah. we're all gonna get dyslexic you're like wait a minute what is it is it yes or and or you know but it's this yeah. and yes so but it i you know it's just in going back to the meetings where if you have that type of mindset of yeah. just listening and saying, yes, that's a valid point. And we could also look at it this way. It opens the things up. It opens up the lens. It expands it a little bit more for, for everybody. And they'll say, you know what? I didn't think of it that way. That makes a lot of sense. And it gives us more awareness and it gives us more, I guess, buy-in and uniting because i know and i know you see this too everything mm -hmm. in the media right now is not a yes and it's a right. no and this you know there's no right. yeses anywhere unless they're saying yes to what they believe in and no to everybody else and there's no right. no variances allowed and i think if we approach things in an improv yes and type of world i think we would find and this is my belief, hopefully I'm not wrong, yeah. but all of us have a lot more in common than we have different. 
doesn't matter what side of the political fence or beliefs or all, you know, COVID, non-COVID shot, no shot, mask, no mask, all the things that we hear about and are bombarded with over the, in these last few years, we have a lot more in common than we don't. And it's just getting to a, yes, I understand your thoughts on this. Here are my thoughts on this. And I think the dialogue would be a lot cleaner and healthier if we all did that, especially in a team environment, but just in society as a whole. Right, right. You know, and I think one of the misconceptions people have too, when you take this to a team environment is that, well, if I say yes, and, you know, in in that type of a situation, um, then I'm saying I agree. And that's not what it is, right? You're, you're like, you meant you're validating someone, you're being respectful, but you can easily say yes, and not yes, but because we actually, so we actually do this exercise where you just have a conversation. We have little things you pull out, you know, maybe it's about a birthday party or whatever it's about, where you have a conversation with someone where you just say no, and you shut it down, you say yes, but, or then you say yes, and, right? And it, and, and just, and people are like immediately like, you know, you do brief about how people feel after that, right? And even if you do a yes and, but suggest something a little bit different, it's still a completely different conversation than if it's a no or yes, but um, t- totally different. And in fact, that's when I remember, and again, I didn't hit me till I did the improv, but way back when I was at some leadership training about something, they talked about when you're going to um, use a phrase where you're about to say, but to always insert and instead of say, you know, say, and, and I was like, that's improv, right? That's, that's what we just learned. And uh, another, another thing that you really learn too is if you, again, if you watch some of the greats do it, they just somehow magically, you know, stop and let the other person speak and they don't talk over each other. That's another key thing is not like talking over each other. Let somebody have their peace, let them say what they need to say. And then, then you respond. Uh, so it's just, yeah, it's just so much common sense stuff. Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. yeah and, and the word no is something that we hear at a very early age when our parents tell us no, you know, don't touch that, don't do this. So we, we, we're, we're comfortable with the word no. And it reminds me, I don't know why this came to mind, mm-hmm. but I was talking with my mom not too long ago and she had a conversation with one of her former neighbors and um, they have a, a, a young family and they're one of their kids, little three-year-old daughter. And uh, the, the dad was explaining to my mom, it's like, yeah, we told her that, you know, no, you can't do this. Or she said, no, you can't do this. He was going to try to, you know, correct their behavior. And the little three-year-old looked up and, you know, imagine the size of a little three-year-old yeah. po- pointing up to the parents and said, no, you know. And, yeah. and and of course, they had to leave the room because they were crying in laughter because it was the funniest, cutest thing they've ever seen. Like, well, how do we, you know, how do we come back from that? And they, they approached it in a more, this is why we, we're not comfortable you doing this because you could get hurt or whatever the case may be. So it changed the conversation. And the yes, but, or the no's, if we can look at those and go, okay, so saying no and say, well, that's a good idea, but I think at this, oh, I, there, I just screwed up. I said, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> and see, I got, I got some work to do too. There you so, go, right? See, yes. see, I'm learning mm-hmm. as we talk. This is, yeah. that's why I love doing these. You learn from these, uh, yes. but explaining that in a way where it's again, open and not closed, I think is yeah. one of those things that really, Makes organizations and teams healthier, and it, yeah. it, it strengthens the conversations on a variety of different things. They can be really big situations or minute things, yeah. Um, yeah. but I think if the if the if the conversations were healthy, it makes a big difference. 
It does. And I think one of the best things about doing this in a retreat like setting or coming in for a workshop is, you know, oftentimes at a, at a company retreat, uh, you know, there's a keynote speaker and there's some rah-rah and then there's a series of meetings, right? And it's just like, by the end of the day, you're exhausted, you know, you just want to leave. <laughs> you know, and, and so what's really fun about doing these sorts of workshops at, at, a, at a retreat or, at, or if you're just having a professional development day or whatever is everybody laughs. I, I, gar- I guarantee you everybody and everybody gets up and moving. And what we have found is when we first go in, people are very wary. It's kind of like if you go to a professional development conference and they say you're going to role play and everybody like says they have to go to the bathroom and they never come back, right? Because they, they don't want, they don't want to do it, you know? And so you know, I've done that before. I've done other conferences where we're like, okay, and after the break, we're going to come back and role play. And then like, you know, half the, half the people are gone, right? When you come back from the break, it's like, whoa, we're, <laughs> but this, like, I can't escape usually in the retreat. And um, we have exercises and, and everybody is super wary at first. Oh my gosh. They're like, what are we? And so we usually start off with something fairly tame at the table or we demonstrate something. And I am telling you, people are laughing and they're enjoying each other, like in a little bit of a new way and maybe seeing some things about their coworkers that maybe they didn't see before. And it's just great to see the teams laughing. Um, it's it's great to see that. And, and the, the the energy in the room and the vibe in the room just automatically is elevated. And we do, um, we do take it back to something, you know, at the end, we usually close with, because a lot of times people are doing the exercises and sometimes they don't always see the correlations. So we make sure that we pause towards the end and really talk about the correlations of the exercises we've done how you can apply them to the workplace. And then we have them come up with like a, a rules, you know, literally a rules of engagement for their meeting. So they, so they work together and they come back and they say, okay, we've, these are going to be our rules of engagement for our meetings now. And then we, uh, and that usually, you know, then the mood is a little bit more somber. So we try to end them with something, you know, get, get them back, you know, happy before it, it, it stops. Cause it, it does come back and it's been, I guess it's surprising, but I guess not that sometimes we uncover some kind of heavy things in the, when we're talking about these things, uh, about interactions. Um, so it's, it's really useful that way. Oh, definitely. And I've been part of conferences where the, you know, the, the energy isn't the greatest. And like, okay, now we're going to do role play. I'm like, okay, uh, during the break, I'm going, can I make the 1 PM showing at AMC? What movies are on there? Any movie. I don't care. Even if it's yeah. a movie, I can't stand it. Oh, it could be even foreign language. Anything's yeah. better Anything than this. Like I need to. Yeah. Yeah. I, that's why I always yeah. tell people it's like sit towards the back, especially if you need to escape. Then that way you're kind of out, but it doesn't work if you're the keynote though i found out it's like oh you're you're up next you're like oh no i do the same thing i i will confess i try to sit in the back and always on an end right the aisle like you have to be on the aisle if you're in one of these in case you have to make a quick escape but no you cannot quickly escape ours but you won't want to you will not want to after we start so yeah so exactly it's engaging and like you said you know it can bring up some maybe past traumas or past experiences or some unaddressed things that every organization has. There's that yes. that junk drawer that everybody knows about. They know what's in there. They don't want to deal with it. And mm-hmm. sometimes events like yours opens it up mm-hmm. and says, "Okay, let's 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 work through this." Yeah. But you know, but you know, and I, and I I know you do this. You create a safe environment for that to happen. Yeah. Still uncomfortable, but yeah. it's safe. Yeah, and yeah. then what that does is once they start working through that, 
and the heaviness of all of it, then they can start working on some things. And it, it, it's one of those barriers that every organization seems to have. There's something in pretty much every organization that I've ever seen that is like, oh, yes, that. Okay. Yes. We, yes. We, don't, we don't go down that hallway. Okay. Why not? What's down there? You know? Right. Well, I, and that very true. So we actually just did one at a place where um, there had been recently some people let go and there it was a very, Ooh, it was a very heavy feeling about there's lots of feelings about that as, as you might expect. And so we work, we kind of worked through that in a, in a sideways way, but I think by the end, everybody got, you know, what, what we were doing. And we usually, we almost always talk to the people in charge and just say, you know, what are some of those issues that we might want to uncover? Cause we, we do a part of it as we do some case studies for that are you know applicable to the group and then, you know, do some improv around those case studies and, so it's very helpful, um, you know, and we do it in such a way that it's at first, I'm not sure they see it coming. And then, then it becomes, Oh, you know, like I know what we're talking about now. And, uh, but it, it, I do think everybody feels much safer. And and after you've had a chance to build just some of that collegiality and you've laughed together a little bit, um, it, it, it just, it, it's a safe place to share things that maybe are uncomfortable to do otherwise. So it's always nice when they come into it, they're not necessarily understanding what the outcome is going to be. Because if yeah. they know what the outcome is, they're like, you know what, I already know how this is going to go. Right. And they're not going to even bother. To, they might be there, but they're not there. You know, they're, yeah. they're on their phone or they're daydreaming about something else or looking yeah. at, you know, the next showing of whatever movie at whatever <laughs> the case may be. But when you're like, okay, let's, let's yeah. just work through this. Let's, let's go and see where this leads us. Because even as a facilitator or a coach or anything, yeah, we have an idea mm-hmm. where things stand up, but I remember every session that I've ever been a part of where either I was leading it or I was just a participant, the coach says, I didn't expect us to end up here, but I think that's the right place for us to end up. And, and that's, that's when, you know, it's like, okay, that was a really meaningful session because it worked through some things for people. And, you know, I, I, real quick story. I worked in an organization a decade ago uh, and, the CEO and I, and I was the CEO at the time, completely different personalities, completely. Mm-hmm. And we went through, you know, one of those team assessments. I think it was called True Colors. I think it was that one. Um, and her and I came out as the same color. Mm. She argued with a facilitator for 45 minutes on how that was impossible. <laughs> it, it got to the point where he dismissed the, the rest of the team yeah, so he could know. just sit through there. I'm like, I'm going to hang out on this one because <laughs> I was finding it absolutely humorous and I could see yeah. she couldn't, but I could see why we landed that way. So there's no way he's that color. And and then he went through everything. He said, here's this, here's this. And she goes, yep, 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 yep. Well, here's his scores. He feels this, here's this. And she finally believed, but she, she couldn't reconcile it. And even to this day, you know, a decade later, I think if I ran into her, she probably still wouldn't be able to reconcile that we were the same because she didn't see me as the same because my approach to leadership and how I am with people and all that were different, but that's different, you know, and how you are with people and what that 
uh, particular assessment was testing on, but it still bugged her. And even to this day, you know, I talked to some colleagues there and they say, oh yeah, she was mad. I said, look at it this way. It carved off 45 minutes for you guys. You could go to Starbucks and get some coffee. And, you know, I texted you and say, okay, come on back, you know, and you know, you guys got an extra break after the break. Yeah. So yeah, work no. through, work through whatever, uh, past trauma she had on that particular thing. I don't know why it bugged her, you know, but yeah. it did. Uh, but anyway, yeah. it's, but that's one of the beautiful things about this when you're working with people is helping them yeah. get from where they are to a further along in a destination. And, and it's, it's, it's a power. It's, it's yeah. a, such a gift to be able to do that. No, it's, it's the whole goal. And it's, it's so exciting to see, you know, it's actually really exciting to see their rules of engagement that they come up with. And then we, we got a picture one time of they, you know, where they had it posted in their meeting room and, um, and we're using it. And that's, that's the best, you know, um, I will say one thing is kind of funny is some people actually don't know what improv is and they confuse it with stand up comedy. And so there, I, I have had to hype you where they say, Oh, like, are we going to, are you going to do your set? And I'm like, no, there's <laughs> No, there's, there's no set happening here today. So, yeah. <laughs> so that, that's always amusing too, but that makes it fun. So, yes, indeed. Yeah. yeah so, yeah, you're bantering with the crowd and you're insulting the people in the front right. row. That's that, that might shorten your time there. Hopefully they gave you a big deposit up front because you're probably not going to get the, the rest of it, but you know, yes. yeah. you negotiate well and you can do that. So if, if he, if he had one bit of advice for teams mm -hmm. um, to, you know, use improv or uh, anything else that comes to mind, what, what's that one? I know there's, dozens there are so yeah there's so many but I, I'm actually gonna say it's it's listen and that I actually think that listening is one of the hardest skills to to do to implement because our our tendency is to defend it's to think it's to defend or to want to make yourself look good or whatever it is so that your brain is just not kind of mindful not in the moment and you're not listening and you miss out on so much, or I think especially now, like in the days of in Zoom meetings, wow, you can really check out, right? I mean, you can be in a Zoom meeting while you're checking your email, uh, you know, and you're and you're not listening at all. And I and I think that the listening piece is just so critical, and it's such a source of miscommunication or misunderstanding um, when people aren't listening. And for improv, listening is you have to have heard what your team partner said to be able to respond appropriately uh, is just essential. And so I think that's one of the biggest things for teams. I think if we all listened, uh, I think the world would be a better place. And mm -hmm. we, we all have a lot of room to grow on that, some more than others. But ultimately, I think if we all did that, our teams would be better. Our society would be better. Everything would, would definitely improve. So Jenny, I've loved this conversation. Where can people find out more about you and this awesome work you do? Oh, awesome. They can go to our website, which is uh, Christner, C-H-R-I-T-S-T-N-E-R. -E I hope I spelled that right. Dot, dash strat.com. So Christner Strategies or just Google Christner Strategies. And I'll definitely have that in the show notes. So Jenny, thank you again for the work you do. It's uh, amazing work and uh, continued success. Thank you so much for having me. Thanks for listening to The Breakfast Leadership Show, part of The Breakfast Leadership Network. Visit breakfastleadership.com for tips on empowering your business and your life.